Welcome to the Hutto Community Church Podcast. HCC is located in Hutto, Texas, and is led by Pastor Russell Daniel. For more information, please check out our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Now let's join Pastor Russell for today's message. I think uh, most of you guys probably know that for the last year and a half or so, uh, Brooke and I have been trying to have another child. And we've got little Haley May, and she is absolutely wonderful, and we love her, and we adore her. Uh, and it has really been the desire of our heart, and we believe uh, what God wants is for us to have another child. And so we've been after that and have been through quite the uh, ringer, if you will, in, in trying that. And some of you guys have been there. And uh, I know there are even some who are probably watching and uh, have not been able to have any children. And so our, our heart goes out to you. And so just, I'll share a little bit over this last year and a half. Um, I mean, the struggle, it's hard to describe here on stage, right? And you guys, you guys know, um, you know, we've seen miscarriages, we've been to the fertility doctor, and really, it just brings you to a place where you don't know what to do. And you don't really know where to turn. And we turn to the giver of life, and he's chosen for whatever reason not to give that life. And so that leaves us frustrated uh, really even angry, confused, wonder if we're even hearing from the Lord rightly. And uh, it, is, it is a hard place. And simply put, we don't know what to do next. And I think many of you have probably been in that same place before. And, and listen, it, it may not be with having a child of your own, but it may be that uh, you have grown children who you're really struggling to connect with, or maybe almost grown children. And you've, been, you've taught them, you, you've given them everything that you know how to raise them, and uh, you see them grow up, and as, as a child, you, just, you love them and adore them, and, and they're this perfect little angel. And then they grow up, and, and you look at them, and you're like, wait, wait a second, I, I didn't teach you to live like this. You, you didn't get this from me. And they begin to make decisions that maybe you don't agree with or you don't understand. And, and you look at them and you see the face and you know who the person is. But at the same time, you're like, I don't even know you. Or maybe it doesn't have anything to do with kids at all for you. Maybe it has to do with a job, right? Maybe it's somewhere along the way you took uh, the first job that came your way. And it was great in the beginning. It wasn't really what you went to school for. It wasn't really what you started out to do. But it was something, right? And it was a starting place. And as time has gone on, you've kind of slowly looked for something else, but nothing has really appeared. And so over time, you've become frustrated and you've become disgruntled. And maybe you're even that employee who is, is always disgruntled, right? And you keep raising up issues that aren't really issues because you're frustrated and you don't really know where to turn. Or maybe it doesn't have to do with a job, but it has to do with a relationship. When you're young, you meet someone, uh, you fall in love, you get married, and you think this is going to be the greatest thing in the world, right? And we're going we're gonna to have kids together, and we're going to raise kids together. We're going to send them off to college and see them do uh, amazing and wonderful things. But uh, somewhere in that, you get disconnected from your spouse. All of a sudden, to wake up one day and say, who is this person that I've married to? And what have I done with my life? And where have the past 10 years go? Or have they gone? And you are confused. 
maybe even really angry at that other person because they've not lived up to your expectations or what you thought they should be. Or maybe it has to do with something else, right? Maybe it has to do with, uh, for our, our youth who are in high school and uh, you've been taught one way uh, all of your life, right? And that's to love God and to rely on His Word and that His Word is always right. But when you look around at everybody around you, whether, when you're in high school, you, you say, how, how in the world could I even begin to follow this Bible thing? And maybe you see other, other kids participating in things that you know and have been taught are not right, but after a while, it just seems to be normal. And so you begin to think, well, does the Bible even really apply today? I think about um, just one area, uh, sex, right? Like we talk about uh, sex and we're supposed to be monogamous and one man and one wife, and you're supposed to get together and that's supposed to be it. But everybody in our culture is doing something else, and everybody is sleeping with someone else except for you. And you say, am I missing out? Am I, is there something that I have missed in all of this because I've subscribed to this thing called the Bible and this man named Jesus? And you're confused about it, and you have questions, and you're not sure if this is really the way to go. Or maybe you were taught the Bible as a child, and you've loved Jesus all of your life. But life experience has taught you that somewhere along the way, the Bible might not be totally true. And you've got this experience over here, probably a very difficult experience, probably something you wouldn't want anyone else to go to, and you've been hurt by that. And, and maybe there's some questioning of, of God. And over here, you've got the weight of Scripture, and you've got uh, 2,000 years of Christian history and you've got all of these sources that have come together to make what we call the Bible. And you've got manuscript after manuscript after manuscript that prove to, that this one thing, it is not something we thought up 30 years ago, but it's something that has been compiled over thousands and thousands of years. And so you've got these two things. You've got the weight of Scripture that we hold so dear to, but you've got your experience that has been so hard and doesn't seem to match up with what Scripture teaches. And you begin to question, is God really good? Is He really there for me? Does He really love me? And you're confused and maybe hurt, and don't know what to do next. Well, I've got good news for you. See, I think the Bible does speak to those situations in some form or fashion, and we're going to look at one today in Acts chapter 10. And so I want you to take your Bible and turn there with me in Acts chapter 10. And it's a very interesting chapter. Uh, our saga has really kind of shifted uh, from Paul and back to Peter, and Peter has done some great ministry, and it's taken him out of Jerusalem and out of Judea and over to a little city called Joppa, where he is currently staying, and that would be current-day Tel Aviv, if you are interested in that. And so while he's there, uh, one day he's, he's been ministering, and he comes back to the house, and it's about lunchtime. And like every good uh, Baptist, for those of you who were raised Baptist, we always eat at every mealtime, and Peter was no different. And so he's hungry. And so the servants begin cooking uh, the meal at this point in time, about noon. And he goes over, and he's on the roof, and he decides he's going to take a nap. 
right? And so he falls asleep, and all of a sudden, he begins to have a vision. Now, I've never had a vision, uh, but Peter does, and it's very interesting. So I want to pick up in verse 11 and read about this vision that he has. And Peter saw the heavens open and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. So, church, here we have something very interesting that happens. All right, number one, he's had a vision. Okay, and I've never had a vision, but, but some of you have, and you know the Lord has spoken to you through that. But Peter sees something very weird. He sees a sheet coming out of heaven, and all of it are all kinds of unclean animals. Now, to just give a little bit of context here, Peter was a good Jew, and any good Jew had a list of things that were on the eat list and on the do not eat list that came from the Old Testament. And so Peter, being a good, disciplined Jew, while he likes to eat, he does not eat anything that is on the do not eat list because that would disqualify him from being able to go to the temple until he had gone through a purification process. And really, all Jews don't ever want to be unclean. It's kind of like one of those things like unclean, unclean, and nobody wants to be unclean. And so that's Peter. But then all of a sudden, like, here's this vision, right? And everything that he's been taught as a good Jew from the time he was this tall all the way to being a man said, do not eat this. And now all of a sudden, here's a vision that says, eat this. So Peter is confused. He's questioning everything that he has been taught at this point. But notice what then happens. Look at verse 19. And while Peter was pondering the vision, trying to mull it over, he's thinking about it. What in the world does this mean? The Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I'm the one you're looking for. What is the reason for your coming? Why are you here? What do you want? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, uh, an upright, God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to this house to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guests. Now, uh, let's stop right here just again for a second and notice exactly what Peter did, okay? It, it was at the very beginning. When he was confused, when he was still thinking about this vision, wondering what in the world it could have meant, did you catch it? The Spirit said to him, Peter was listening for the leading of the Holy Spirit, and then he went and he followed the Spirit's leading and obeyed 
what the Spirit had told him to do. Now, listen, when God spoke to him, he didn't get clarity about the vision. Okay, so he was still confused about this. And sometimes in life, we're still confused about the situation we're in, even when we hear from the Lord. Uh, There have been times, several times where I've thought, hey, you know, I believe I've heard from God. Hey, we're supposed to have a child, but is there a child yet? There is no child. What? I'm still confused about that. And so it's okay to still be confused even when you've heard from the Lord. And so Peter is obedient. He goes down with them. He invites them in. The next day, they take off to Caesarea where this guy Cornelius is. Who's a, he's just a Roman uh, commander, if you will, of the Roman army. He's a good guy. He's God-fearing. And, and so we skip down to verse 28. And Peter and uh, the guys who were with him, they've arrived. And Peter says to him, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or visit another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I uh, was sent for, I came without objection. I asked then, why have you sent for me? So all, all this time for a couple of days here, because there's a couple of days in between when Peter first has this vision and the Holy Spirit speaks to him, and when he actually arrives at the Roman centurion's house. So he's still pondering this whole vision. He knows he has instruction from the Lord, but still has a lot of questions about the the, the vision that he had. And as he's walking into um, Cornelius's home, all of a sudden it finally dawns on him uh, that why he had this vision. Because again, any good Jew would never go into a Gentile's house because that would make him unclean again. And so what the Lord has finally revealed to Peter is that association with people does not make one unclean. So Peter, go, go to the Romans' house and do whatever it is that I have for you there. So Peter asked the question of the centurion, Cornelius, you've sent for me, I've come, why am I here? What do you want to know? And so Cornelius begins to unpack. He said, listen, I too had a vision. He said, I had a vision of an angel and an angel came before me and he said, call Peter. He's down in Joppa. He's staying at Simon the Tanner's house. Get him and then he will come and tell you what you need to know. So it's interesting there, both the centurion and Peter listened for the leading of the Holy Spirit and then went and obeyed. And then we, we see what happens in the rest of the story. So uh, Peter begins to unpack the gospel. And honestly, as I read it, and I'm not a very good reader, but it, it's a little bit confusing to me. And I'm like, Peter, you could have done a little bit better job here. But he gets the basics out, right? He said, listen, you guys have heard of this man named Jesus. He did miracle after miracle after miracle all over Judea, into Samaria, into Galilee. He was a man of God. He was put on the cross. They killed him, but on the third day, he rose from the grave so that anyone who believes in him might have forgiveness of sins. So Peter just shares the gospel very briefly. And while he's sharing the gospel, the most amazing thing happens. Look at verses 44 and 45. 
While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised, that would be Peter's friends, the Jews, the good Jews who were there, uh, they were, uh, I'm sorry, and among the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter, they were all amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. So church, I think there is just one great lesson that we need to pick up today. Are you ready? Listen for the lead and go. Listen for the lead and go. You say, Russell, what are you talking about? Listen for the lead. I'm saying go back and look. When the centurion heard from God and when Peter heard from God, they were listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit and then they went. And I wish, I wish go, the word goad, because we could say they goad and that would help with my point here. But they went, listen for the lead and go. That's exactly what Cornelius did. That's exactly what Peter did. And you see what the result there was? That many people, Cornelius and his whole household, not only were they saved, but they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's an amazing thing. It's Acts 1.8 being lived out before our very eyes, where the gospel went from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria, and then to where? The Gentiles, to the end of the earth. That's what happens when we listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit and go. So I wonder about you. I wonder about you and maybe your marriage relationship. And do you, can you imagine what would begin to happen for you if you were to listen for the lead and go? Like if you're in the middle of a fight and you're arguing about something, it doesn't even matter what it is. And, and all of a sudden you say, hey, wait, wait a second, time out. We're arguing like two sinful people, not two Christ-fearing followers of God. Let's call time out. Let's break. Let's go listen for God and see what he's trying to teach us in this very moment and then come back together and have a civil discussion. Imagine what that would be like. Or what about for, for those of you who are young and you're still struggling with God's word and what that really means in this day and time? And you've got, two, uh, uh, you've got a world who's very opposed to everything that the Bible has to say, and you're trying to make the two mix. What if before you made decisions, before you went out to parties, before you decided to sleep around like everybody else, you said, call, you called time out and you went to spend time with Jesus and you would listen for the leading of the Holy Spirit to hear what he has to say and then go. What if you're in conflict with your child? You're almost grown or you're grown adult child and, and you're not seeing eye to eye on things. What happens if you took a step back and you were to listen for the leading of the Holy Spirit and then go and have a rational conversation? Or what about in your job when your boss puts uh, this, uh, another policy in place 
that doesn't make any sense. Really, it just makes your life harder and you're angry about it and you're frustrated and really all you want to do is lash out in anger. What if you said, wait a second, in this situation right here, I'm going to listen for Jesus. I'm going to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit before I act. And once I hear him, then I will go. Now, church, this is a, a lot easier said than done, right? Because in, in, in the passage here, Peter has a great vision. It's amazing and it's wonderful. And then he waits two minutes and the Holy Spirit speaks to him. And let me just tell you, life doesn't always work out like that because I don't get to control when God speaks to me. And so sometimes when you're listening for the lead, you're being patient before him, sometimes it doesn't come in an hour. Sometimes it doesn't come in a day. Sometimes it doesn't come in a week or even a month or even a year. God speaks on his own time, but you, you, my dear brother and sister, church family, be diligent to listen for the lead before you go because we don't ever want to take a step that is not directed by God. Listen for the lead and go. But let me also throw one more warning out there for you. Because another thing we, we don't want to do is get in our holy huddle and listen for the leading of the Holy Spirit and then not do anything. You see, that going part is very important because what if, what if Peter, what if he had got that word from the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and said, hey, listen, Peter, three men are looking for you rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation. What if he had hesitated? What if he said, oh, you know, Lord, I would, but I, I got to preach tomorrow at the synagogue. I can't go over there today, but I, I, I can go maybe next week. Or what if he had said, Lord, those are Gentiles. I, I'm not going. Like, I, I'm just not going to do that, God. That's too much work. That's too far. I don't want to do that, Lord. You, you've asked so much. I, I've suffered so much already. Like, I've already worked so hard. Like, why do I have to go and do more? Makes you wonder if the Gentiles ever really would have heard the gospel. But Peter was obedient and he went. And so it's crucial for you and for me as we listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit that not only do we hear from him, but we put what we have heard into action. Now, don't put anything into action that's not biblical, okay? Let's not put anything into action that we haven't really checked out with, with other believers who are praying with us and for us on a regular basis. Because it's easy to think we hear from God sometimes, and sometimes we really do, but maybe we're supposed to wait. Like maybe if, you've, if you're in conflict with someone and, and they're in conflict with you, maybe you hear from the Lord what you're supposed to go and do, but the time is not yet. And maybe it would take a fellow brother or sister in Christ say, whoa, hey, that's good. We need to do that, but just not yet. Let's give it a day or two. Give it a little bit of time so that God has time to work on them too. See, I wonder what our lives would look like if we did that personally. But I also wonder, what if we did that as a church like, do you imagine how different the church would be if instead of just going and doing something that we would stop, that we would listen for the lead 
and then go? And so often I think for us, maybe it's not the listening part that's so difficult, but it's the going part, right? Like I've been talking to you guys a lot about being a witness for Christ and, and to be bold in your witness as you talk to your friends and you talk to your neighbors and you talk to your loved ones and those who are in your circle of influence. And we've got a great day planned tomorrow as we're gonna go and we're gonna have family day in the park where it's an opportunity for us as a church family to come together and to uh, have fellowship with one another outside of our Saturday evening meeting. But really the whole point of that is not, it's not for us, but it's for us to invite other people to be part of this, to be a witness for Christ. And I think the huge breakdown, at least it is for me, is that I know, I know what the Lord has put on my heart And I know what he's told me to go and do and who I need to talk to and who I need to witness to, but oftentimes it stops when I hear from him. But I wonder what our church would be like if we were to be bold and to take that step and that we would go. And that once we hear from God, once he puts someone on our heart, most of you are picturing someone who needs to be there tomorrow. You've got names in mind. And I'll just ask you, have you been obedient to go? Have you been obedient to invite? Have you been faithful to do what God has placed on your heart? I'm not saying we've got to be the crazy church on the street corner and trying to force the gospel on people. I'm saying we've got to be faithful. Faithful to what God has put on your heart and my heart. See, church family, last week we talked about some great news where we're going to be moving into a building later this year. And it's going to be really exciting. We're going to be able to move to Sundays. We're going to have a wonderful space for our kids to be able to worship. We're going to have classrooms set up. We'll have a place where we're not setting up and tearing down things all the time and trying to work around somebody else's schedule. But I began to think, what if we were a church who listened to the leading of the Holy Spirit and then went and invited people? and witness to people in the few months between now and the time that we move in. Say, I think this room could be full because you all, you all know people that need the touch of the Lord on their lives. And that as we're faithful to invite them and faithful to do life alongside of them and to pray for them and to encourage them along the way, it, it wouldn't be a stretch to fill up this room. In fact, it wouldn't be a stretch to be able to have to start at our new building with two services. That's a short trip, especially for a God who's as big as our God, who's as powerful as our God, and who can work in such miraculous ways as he can. But let me tell you, church family, it only happens if we listen to the lead and go. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or visit our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.